really, I think finding an injector who's going to be 100% honest with you. Look, if their face looks crazy, you're about to look crazy too. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. Today, you are again going to hear from Alexis Yu, who is a nurse practitioner who specializes in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and aesthetics for both men and women. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen to that first. In that episode, she talked to us about the facial changes that happen with aging and what aesthetic options are available to help, like hormone pellets, neuromodulators, fillers, and PDO threads. In this episode, she'll discuss peptides specifically for weight loss and libido, like CJC-1295 ipamorelin, AOD and semaglutide, PT-141, and oxytocin, to name a few. There's a lot more to come in this episode. Let's get back to it. Cool. Exciting. So obviously you've admitted you've already had some fillers and some um, oh, yeah. threads yourself. So for women who are our age, right? Yeah. It sounds like doing some of these things maybe could prevent need for a significant facelift later in life. What are your best, what's your best advice to women our age as far as what they could be doing? So without even getting into injectables, sunscreen, 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 the sun hitting your skin is the biggest thing that's going to do to age it. So that's number one, a good retinol at night. So retinol is like anti-aging secret right there. So retinol is great for skin at bedtime. If you have sensitive skin, you may want to do it every other night, but if you've got your skin's, you know, been around and seen some things like mine has, you can do retinol every night. Vitamin C in the morning is also really, really, really good. Really, really good. Okay. So those are like your non-injectable stuff. So SPF, vitamin C, retinol at night, right? Some other things are things like microneedling. So microneedling, we call it collagen induction therapy. So what we're doing is we numb the face and and who made it popular was Kim Kardashian. You know, it was like that blood vampire facial look, right? So what we do is, is we have a little pen and we've got five little 33 gauge needles on the end of it. And we do a microneedling procedure. So it's collagen induction therapy. So we're creating little micro traumas to the face and your body should stimulate its healing processes, which should tighten up pores, fine lines, wrinkles, hyperpigmentation. So I say this is kind of like when we think about a pyramid, that's kind of like at the bottom is good skincare routine, you know, maybe some microneedling because it's again, very, very minimal compared to some of the other stuff. And it does a good job, fine lines, wrinkles, and things like that. Dermaplaning. So dermaplaning is like almost like a manual exfoliation in that you're getting that little top layer of, of dead skin off and you're getting some of the peach fuzz off too, which when you get pellets, we tend to have a lot of. So dermaplane is always, you know, a good one just to kind of Keep the canvas clean. That's the goal here is keep the canvas clean. So there's that. And then I would say from our age, I would say most women, I start to see injectables right around 30. And, you know, it's just a little bit, maybe just a little bit in their 11s and just like a little touch in their frontalis muscle. And they may not even get the full 30 units. It's, you know, it's like, I just need a little bit, but I'll be honest with you. What happens is you start and then you're like, oh, dang, I just really like how that look. Go ahead and add a little (laughs) bit more, add a little bit more, you know, kind of thing, which is fine. You know, so Botox is a good way to start, you know, just minimal just to kind of keep things preserved so the line doesn't get etched in or static. Good skincare, facials, you know, and as far as fillers, I think it's a preference. It just depends on your anatomy. So I am 100% honest with you. Uh, I've been getting injectables for the, since I've been injecting. So for the past four years, as far as how many syringes of filler I have in my face, uh, if I had to guess, maybe about seven or eight. 
just because I, certain areas of my face, like my under eyes and my, I have a very round face and I want it to be more contoured. And so I have, you know, quite a bit in my jawline. I have some in my chin. I have my under eyes done. I have my, I've done a couple, my cheeks a couple times. I've had my nasal labial folds done. And then with the threads, what I like about it is I don't really need to do that much filler often because the threads are kind of doing the job for me. I think definitely starting off with some injectables, like a neurotoxin is a good place to start. But really, I think finding an injector who's going to be 100% honest with you and is not going to overdo it or upsell it. And I always say, look, if, if their face looks crazy, you're about to look crazy too. So pick <laughs> an injector, you know, you jive with, you know, they've explained things to the, you know, that you, if something were to happen, could you call them and, and they would handle it? You know what I mean? I definitely think having a good relationship with your injector and making sure that they are very honest with you setting realistic expectations is key. Awesome. Okay. Well, we've covered some aesthetics here. I do want to talk about peptides. <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh, I, I feel like that could be a, a whole show on itself. So you wanted me to kind of speak on the uh, weight loss peptides is kind of yeah. the big one. So, so in my practice, we do a lot with health, wellness, weight loss. Again, my background, you know, I used to run a medical weight loss program for a bariatrician. So I'm very familiar with a lot of the drugs on the market. What I like about peptides is there are very little side effects from it. The safety profile compared to any of the stuff on the market is like outstanding. So what is a peptide? So a peptide is an amino acid, right? So if we think about a color collagen, you know, like collagen powder that we take for our gut and our skin, that's a peptide. Insulin, that's a peptide, right? So peptides are little branches of amino acids and then they're connected in different ways and they, they do different things on the body. So the most common peptide that I like to use for weight loss, and I, call, I like this one the most because it hits on so many different areas, is one called CJC1295 plus ipamorelin. And this is a growth hormone releasing peptide. So it acts on the pituitary gland to help your body increase its natural production of growth hormone. So instead of me giving you HGH is like me giving your body cake, I'm giving your body the batter to make its own cake. That's how I describe peptides, mm, right? I like that. Yeah. The ipamorelin part is a growth hormone releasing peptide. So it allows that nice growth hormone that's secreted from the pituitary gland to, to get out to the cells, to circulate. I like ipamorelin in comparison to semorelin because the half-life is longer. Okay. So that's why I like ipamorelin. What it does is it helps by increasing fat metabolism. It helps with bone density. It helps with muscle mass. It helps with anti-aging. It helps with sleep, recovery, repair, immunity. I've been doing peptides for, I think I'm going in my third year. I noticed my patients who, I didn't have very many patients, honestly, thank God, who did who got COVID. But a lot of my patients who, who didn't get, most of my patients who were on peptides were fine. And so I think that's really, really interesting. Um, so the immunity aspect of it too. So how this works is it's, it's in a sequence. So week one, to, I know people are like, okay, Lexi, I'm gonna take it. When am I gonna get skinny? And I'm like, well, you gotta meet with our health coach to make sure your diet's right. <laughs> and we got an exercise routine going on. Cause I, I always tell patients, you just taking these peptides is not gonna make the, this is like the cherry on top of a Sunday. Like you gotta do the work, but this is like the finishing yeah. touches to make your efforts go a long yeah. way. So week one, you typically notice your sleep gets better. Week two, focus and cognition tends to get better. Week three, skin texture tends to get better. So that creepiness in the, in the neck. Week four, recovery and repair tends to get better. And then week six and above is typically more of those body composition changes. In my practice, we have something called an in-body 570. And so this does a body composition analysis because I don't really look at BMI. And I look at body fat percentage. I look at visceral fat. I look at basal metabolic rate. I look at all kinds of body fat mass, all those things. And so this is a great barometer of checking, are we making the good changes we want to check? Because muscle can sometimes 
take up space in the body where, you know, in relationship to gravity, you're still the same weight, but you drop 7% body fat. It's because of the peptides. So that's a really good peptide. That one's typically injected five days per week. We typically skip two days per week. Most of my patients skip Saturday and Sunday. Typically you're going to want to inject it before bed. If we're doing it for weight loss though, I typically recommend a dosing of five units, three times a day. It tends to accelerate the weight loss a little bit. Side effects with this one, typically see a little bit of a flush. Like you may get a little bit of a hot flush a hot flash for like a couple minutes and then it's over very, very quickly. Peptides have to be refrigerated. So that's kind of how those work. So if patients are seeing body composition changes around six weeks, right? When are you doing that in body? Are you waiting 90 days? So if you're a patient of mine, I let you do antibodies whenever you want. So some patients will do them every four weeks. Some patients are like... I'm going to come to an in-body when I'm due for my refill of the bottle. And then we can kind of see, okay, is that working? Is that, cause I, there's like three or four peptides I use for weight loss. So I'm like, maybe this one would be a better option for you. So I typically have them do it like about week six or week eight, right? The bottles, if you're dosing it twice a day, will last them about 10 weeks. So about week eight, and then we can kind of determine, do we want to continue or not? And they'll, they'll usually do that in-body with like our health coach and she'll kind of sure. say, all right, you know, and she, our health coach is very well-versed in peptides as well, just cause we do a ton of them. So she'll kind of let me know like, Hey, I think this is going well, or she'll say, have you thought about this? Um, so she'll even bring sure. up some information to me. That's good. That's kind of how that peptide works. I think for listeners, so there are different, I don't even know what we call them. They all sound the same. So there's tesamorelin, ipamorelin. So these are all very similar that they're all going to help your body produce more of that growth hormone that you were alluding to. So different providers use, maybe they have a different choice drug, or they get a different one from different pharmacy, but they're all basically the same same thing other than you like the ipamorelin because of the longer half-life. Right, sounds like. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So what else is in your toolbox here? AOD. AOD stands for anti-obesity drug. And what this one specifically does, it works on uh, lipolysis. So it helps specifically with the breakdown of fat tissue. So that's what the lipolysis or lipolysis is, right? Breakdown of fat. So if you're trying to lose weight, that's what you're going for, right? Fat. Yeah. Okay. And so with this one, it also has actually a nice positive effect on lipid levels. Um, so it can actually reduce cholesterol. I know Dr. Seeds likes to use it for joint he finds that it actually helps with joints. And I think he even injects AOD right into a joint. I've kind of messed with the protocol a little bit. And like I, like I was telling you when we were kind of off air is that um, I have a really great relationship with a compound peptide pharmacist who's A4M trained. And, and what's so neat is I always bounce ideas off her. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to change this protocol and I'll let you know what happens. And then, you know, she kind of works with me, which is so neat. But um, so AOD works specifically on lipolysis, helps break down fat tissue, um, also helps with joints. So if I have someone with a lot of visceral fat, I like to use this one. Now, not to be confused with tesamorelin. Tesamorelin is on the market as agrifta. Okay. So it's FDA approved agrifta, which specifically works on visceral fat. So it's a little different. It works on your body's ability to not store fat and help you break down the current fat situation. So it's different. So I like that one. I typically cycle that one. I usually do 20 units twice a day, maybe every three months kind of thing, just to kind of give them a little bit of a break. Um, and that's just personally what I do, what I have found best, just because I think that works really well for patients. Was that so? This AOD because I haven't used this one is that injected directly into where they have excess fat? No, it doesn't matter. It's a systemic, yeah, it's a systemic absorption, yeah. So it's subcutaneous, usually in the belly. Yeah, what you're talking about though, that is that's a deoxycholic acid. That is a fat dissolver, which that that goes back into the aesthetic stuff. But but yes, yeah, so that is a little different. It's systemic absorption, and then the other weight loss one that I like to use is melanotan two. So melanotan two is another peptide. It acts on the melanocortin receptors. 
I call this is like my Adapex peptide in that it really controls cravings and appetite. You're just really not that hungry on it. We also call it the Barbie peptide in that it increases your libido. It makes your skin more tan. One side effect though, is it can give you a really bad, like flush, like worse than the CJC. Almost like you look like a sunburn for, you know, a couple minutes and then it's over. It's really quick. Freckling. So um, people will kind of get some weird freckles here and there. The only contraindication to this peptide is a history of melanoma. We don't do it in melanoma patients. AOD, I don't think has any contraindications except maybe pregnancy and breastfeeding. And then CJC contraindications is active cancer. So melanotan too um, helps with, uh, we actually treat it also for mold. So, which I don't get into mold, but I have a patient who sees another provider for mold. And I was like, maybe we do this peptide just for that. Yeah. I see lots of mold. I mean, I see lots of mold and I know, and that's one of the reasons I also was interested in getting into peptides, but yes, but we won't digress. We'll stay on topic today. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, also really great for autoimmunity, really, really good for autoimmunity. So my TPO antibodies tend to drop when they're on this, which is so neat. So this one's injection, subcutaneous in the belly, 15 units daily for one to two weeks. And then you change the protocol to 25 units twice weekly. Or what I have found in my patients is they like to do 10 units five days a week because it helps control their appetite a little bit better. Again, freckling can be the biggest annoyance with this thing. When you stop it, the freckling does go away, but some patients, it can get really, really bad. Like I had a lady who already had freckles and she's like, I think I just turned into a giant freckle. I'm like, yeah, you kind of look oh, like no. it. So is that reversible as it wears off? Yes. yes. I mean, it's completely yeah, yeah. reversible. Yeah. So when I got my, my, my eyebrows microbladed, I stopped it and it, my skin lightened up and it was fine. How are they cycled then? So would someone take melanotan forever or how would they cycle it? No. So that's a good question. We, we get that a lot. The unfortunate thing, Stephanie, I mean, there is a lot of research to support peptides and their, you know, safety and efficaciousness. However, they're, it's, they've not been around very long in the sense that not a lot of people are experimenting with them and to know what is exactly is best practice. And so kind of like what I said before, you know, I went through three or four certifications in, in peptide therapy through AMG, through A4M, through yeah. BioT. And I'm now at the level, I'm like, okay, I'm done with like intro certification courses. Now I'm ready to like do some continuing education. So like I said, this summer, I'm going to go to uh, Dr. Seeds' SSRP. So those are going to be part of the questions is like, okay, what is best practice for protocol? So typically I have patients three or four months, then take four to six weeks off and then, and then restart it, then restart it. Mm -hmm. Because the thing you want to keep in mind is, is, you know, IGF one, and it's kind of debatable. Do you check it? Do you not check it? You know, what do we, what's the optimal level? Again, kind of like women's testosterone. We don't really know what optimal level is like, whatever you feel good at, that's optimal, you know? And so it's kind of one of those things that, eh, you know, do we check it or not check it? And so from what I've gathered is cycling the peptides is smart three to four months, taking four to six weeks off and then restarting them. Yeah. And so for the listeners, IGF-1 is insulin like growth factor, right? So, so basically growth hormone. So do we want to check that? Do we want that to, we don't know how high is too high, right? Especially if you have cancer, that's a bad thing. You don't want growth hormone to be really high. So that's why, like you mentioned before, some of the contraindications are active cancers for sure. Yeah. Okay. What are your other favorite peptides? So we talked about peptides for weight loss. Honestly, I used to love thymosin alpha one. TA one was one of my by far favorite yes. peptides. I used it a ton for autoimmunity, celiac, yep. uh, you know, I can't get it anymore. FDA took it away because of people. So that's the thing with providers and doing peptides. That's it with a patient. I say has the potential to increase immunity or improve immunity. I don't, I would never say this treats COVID. That's stupid. I would never say it. So because of that in the media or physicians making claims now, whether they did or didn't, I don't know, 
but the FDA does not like that. And so then they take stuff away from us, unfortunately. So TA1, by far one of my favorite peptides. I was on that for quite some time during the pandemic as, as mm-hmm. a preventative. Um, so I like that mm-hmm. for autoimmunity. It helps the thymus gland um, increase the immune protection. I like uh, BPC-157, which is body protection compound. I actually use this a ton in my uh, gut patients, leaky gut, SIBO, colitis. I have lymphocytic and collagenous colitis patients. Body protection compound helps with recovery, restoration, repair. So the three R's, um, it's a capsule really cost effective. And I usually have them do it for about two months, maybe take four weeks off and then do it again. So it works really, really well. I also like GHKCU, which is my anti-age. So if you're going to ask me, okay, what, what would you do for anti-aging? I say GHKCU is a really neat peptide. So we actually do it in serum. I do it in a cream. So for face, and then I do it for an injection. Studies actually show that it'll decrease by wrinkles by about 30% by about six weeks. So that's a really, really like that's high quality stuff. If you can avoid like a, a, a toxin, like, you know, people have got issues with Botox, like that's a great option. So that's a really good one. PT 141. That's probably another one I use a lot of. So again, I do a lot with, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you for a second before we go to libido. So let me go back. So basically those are what you just mentioned because listeners may not know what that is. Basically copper peptides, right. That can be applied topically to the skin. And we carry those at the clinic and those have been hot sellers. I was also going to say on the aesthetic topic before we go to libido, do you use peptides for hair loss? Do you use topical serums also? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I actually do, I do PRP treatments in the hair. So I do PRP. Yeah. I will do GHKCU in the morning, but really I feel like the uh, winner is the PTDM with valporic acid. I use that as a spray at night and it works phenomenal. So what I say is when I works phenomenal, what I would see after one treatment of PRP with those peptides is what I would almost see after three treatments of just PRP. So it's, it's some higher level stuff in that it it accelerates those results. And what it does is it strengthens the hair follicle and the, and the size of the follicle. So it works extremely well this year. We'll be bringing on exosomes. So exosomes is is the most purest biologic you're going to get more than PRP. Cause if you think about it, let's say you have a man in his fifties and he's losing his hair and you're like, okay, let's PRP it. And his diet is just absolute not good. The PRP reflects him. So like your best patients are going to be your healthy patients who you drink yep. water, eat good. They're not a lot of impurities in their PRP because then their PRP is going to be tainted if they don't have a good, a good. Uh, and again, for the listeners, I just got to break this down. PRP is platelet rich plasma. So basically, so you're basically having your blood taken and then spun down and then the plasma injected, right? Which is full of peptides, right? Yeah. Injected back into your scalp. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's something I, that's on my to-do list this year. I want to be able to offer PRP also. We offer the topical, all the topicals you mentioned, but I want to be able to do PRP as well. Oh yeah. Uh, because yes, we can work on our face, but for many women, it's, it's not even the face, it's the hair, mm-hmm. <laughs> the loss of hair that's really impacting their confidence and whatnot. So for sure, um, you offer, it sounds like everything in your practice, which is awesome. Okay. Let's go on <laughs> then to, you are about to talk about, I think, PT-141. Yeah. Yes. So PT-141 is a derivative of melanotan. So bromeotide is is kind of the derivative of it. And so PT-141 is what we call it. This is a peptide that acts as an aphrodisiac. Um, So we use it in men and women. Um, It can come in an injection. It can come in a trochee, which is a dissolvable like little melt away. It's like a feels like a crayon, but it's just a little melt away. Do you think that works as well as the injection or no? no. I've only offered injections. Yeah. Because the gastric acid 
well, it's really, you should be absorbing it subbuccally because it's a trochee, right? The nausea though, the side effect of nausea. So I actually had Linda, my compound pharmacy, mix it with B6 to help with the, as an anti-emetic. Um, it helped a little bit, but I feel like the injection and the nasal spray are, are far superior just because the injection gets in there real quick. Studies actually show that men who did not respond to Viagra or Cialis are 80% more likely to respond to PT-141. So I feel Which like- crazy because- Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this has a totally different mechanism of action. It works on the nervous system, right? Calm you down. <laughs> right. So if you think about Cialis and Viagra, those are vasodilators. So what they do is they increase blood flow to the genital area to help with things like arousal or maintaining of erection. What this does, is it acts more on the brain. So it helps up there, which sometimes is the problem, unfortunately. So it works extremely, extremely well. So I, I, I offer it nasal spray and I offer it an injection. You might already know that insulin resistance can lead to weight gain, but did you know that it also is one of the leading causes of death for its role in diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and Alzheimer's? Diet changes are essential when it comes to combating insulin resistance, but additional nutrients can also help. The one I recommend the most? Berberine. Berberine is a plant extract that has been used in Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine for over 2,500 years. In addition to its long history, modern clinical trials have demonstrated that berberine supports cardiovascular health in a number of important synergistic ways. These include helping you maintain blood pressure, support healthy heart contraction and rhythm, and support healthy cholesterol and glucose levels. Our berberine support product also contains alpha-lipoic acid, or ALA, which has been shown to support blood sugar balance and is also a powerful antioxidant that scavenges free radicals. It's wonderful for maintaining healthy blood vessel and circulatory health. Consider taking the Synergistic Blend daily, or especially if you eat more than normal or indulge over the holidays or a birthday, where it should help reduce blood sugar spikes. Check out our product info sheet at yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash product forward slash berberine hyphen support. To get 10% off berberine support, use code berberine at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now let's get back to the show. Anything else for libido? Do you do like oxytocin or screen cream or anything, any other? Yeah, we have something called the goddess protocol. So we, of course we do. So we have oxytocin nasal spray. We've got sildenafil, DHEA, aminophilin for topicals. And then we do, so in my goddess protocol, there's PT-141 in it as well. So that topical combination you were referring to, so that would be applied vaginally before intercourse, right? To help with blood flow and sensation. Right. You apply it to like the clitoral region. So the the Viagra in the topical will increase the blood flow to the tip of the clitoris. The oxytocin is the love hormone. So this is typically peaked either after you have a baby, when you're breastfeeding, um, after you have an orgasm, or it just, what it does is it promotes a closeness or a bond, you know, to- Yeah, connection hormone. Yeah. Yeah. So the connection is there. You're just more into it. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of hitting all the all the aspects of barriers of why maybe women struggle with libido, which is a common problem. My goodness. I almost think it's rare when I say to a woman, like, any issues with your libido? And they're saying no. I'm like, well, fell out my chair. I'm like, are you serious? Great. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel like more times than not, that's what brings them to my practice. And they're like, I need your help. I'm like, okay. I totally agree. What about Epitalon? I know we have heard, well, at least I have had some other guests talk a little bit about that. Do you use that in your practice? Yeah. So we just, we just kind of started using that one a little bit more, mainly because it's now available through my compound pharmacy that I use locally. Um, What it does is it lengthens the telomeres from a longevity perspective. 
as we age or as we're exposed to just toxins and bad stuff, it, it shortens our telomeres, which ages us quicker. So this is like the fountain of youth peptide, so to speak. And so, um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I know about it. Now, the question is, do you actually feel anything when you take it? No, I don't. I don't think you'll notice anything. I think you will notice nothing from it. So I, I maybe I find that that's not the most popular. People are like I want the like people love when the flush happens after their CGC. I'm like, oh, I know it's working and it's in there. Working. Yeah. A pitalon. They're like. Eh, I don't really notice anything. I'm like, you're not going to, but I am looking into seeing how can I measure telomeres in patients? Cause I, I, yeah. you know, I, I love me a good before and after. So I'm going to try to figure that out. Yep. I've got Linda helping me with that. My pharmacy on how can I measure telomeres and then do like six weeks of this and then a measure trial. Yeah. See, see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've been a wealth of knowledge. This is super interesting. And basically now I just, um, now I have a high desire to incorporate all of this into my practice, but I have to do one I thing. Know. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Baby yeah. steps, baby steps. So let me ask, I have two more questions for you. So one, is there anything that you didn't get a chance to share today that is a huge passion of yours, something that you do use in your practice really from a longevity standpoint? We do Prolon. You know, I feel like Prolon needs to be mentioned. You know, that does. Yeah, if you've yeah. read the book, The Longevity Diet by Walter Longo, I, I feel like that is actually huge. So I do think Prolon is a great option. Now, you know, there's some controversial research as far as don't do, don't do that in your autoimmune patients. You're going to elicit a cortisol response. Oh, okay. It's only five days. It's not like we're doing it every day. So I do think Prolon is a great addition to any integrative anti-aging medicine practice. I think, you know, staying up to date on what's current, what's best practice, collaborating with like-minded individuals, I think is key, but no, I think it's the whole package. You know, I, I, I don't, it's diet, it's gut health, it's nutrition, it's sleep, it's lifestyle. It's, you know, all these cool peptides. No, there, there really isn't. All these cool peptides are ways for me to just make your quality of life better or, you know, trying to get the most out of life. That's really what the goal here is. Um, so I always say, we're just trying to disrupt aging, you know, aging, unfortunately, there's not really an ICD 10 code for aging. It doesn't mean it sucks any less. I just say, I would like to have my patients age, age gracefully, age well. My 50 year olds are like, man, I haven't felt this good ever. Others say I haven't had this best of sex ever. And I'm like, well, that's, I don't know if that's sad or if I should just hug you, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I love how you said that I had never heard this before. That kind of peptides are kind of like the Jerry on, on top of the cake parallel to how I opened the, the, the episode. I think from a longevity standpoint, there are several steps, right? Before we even get to aesthetics or extras or, you know, peptides, whatnot, we have to improve gut health. We look at genetics. We do optimize hormones. That's huge with us. We detox the body. We look at cardiovascular risk. We look at immune health. I mean, there's so many things we can do to better longevity in our patients, but there are fancy little cherry, cherry on top of the cake options that, that we as providers who stay progressive have in our toolbox. So I love that you have that. Tell me what your top longevity tip is. And this could even be for you, something that you incorporate daily, weekly, whatnot. I, I definitely feel like try not to overstress. So as you very well know, owning a practice, being a nurse practitioner. So in the Midwest, it's really hard to be a nurse practitioner business owner. It's it's really hard in that I feel like we almost have to be overly conscious of getting a good informed consent, making sure all your documentation is there. Just because unfortunately, in, when we talk about standard of care, and you can't see me air quoting listeners, but there's, there's standard of care. Standard of care is the bare minimum someone has to do to, to manage someone. 
I feel like in integrative medicine, functional medicine, we go above and beyond the standard of care. And a lot of times it's ridiculed. So don't stress. I try not to stress. I always make sure that I, I get some good quality sleep. I think to me, sleep is huge. Working out as far as exercise, I at minimum five days a week. Um, and my preference is CrossFit just because I like lifting weights and I like how it makes me feel. I, I have a, a patient who's like a, a, a Reiki master and she's like, I think you should meditate. And I'm like, I'm an Enneagram seven. Like my mind goes at like a hundred miles a minute. I can't slow down. Like yoga once a week would be good for you. You can do your CrossFit, but you also yes, do a yoga. Yes. Uh, so I try not to overly stress. I think that's huge. Cause I think when someone walks in stress, it looks like stress on them. Like you look aged. staying consistent with a good skincare routine. So you can't treat your face like a flip-flop and expect it to look like a Louis Vuitton. So I think good skincare, I think is key. And then really finding balance with your diet, I think is probably the, the third biggest thing. And what I mean by that is, look, I'm a mom, I've got three kids. I have a set of twins that are 11 and a three-year-old. Like it's, you can't eat perfect all the time. So I definitely think making sure that you've got good balance and that don't overly stress about it. And I think, I think honestly, like my, my dad always says, if Lexi wears any more calm, she'd be sedated. I just try not to overly stress. I try to get a good exercise routine to balance out with sleep and nutrition, you know? So as you can see, none of, none of it was peptides. I mean, yes, pellets are awesome. You know, I, I stay consistent with those just because of all the benefits you get. And I feel like they make me get the most out of my workouts. Peptides are awesome, but I think it's the foundations. I think it's the foundation. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, Lexi, tell us where listeners can find you and follow you. Yeah, so my practice is located in Indiana. We're located in a city called Noblesville, Indiana, which is in a north suburb of, of Center, which is Indianapolis. Our address is 10400 Pleasant Street, uh, Noblesville, Indiana. The website is udirecthealth.com. Um, my Instagram handle is udirecthealth underscore aesthetics. And then my podcast is called The Better You Project. So I've actually done a couple podcasts about peptides and medical supervised weight loss and, and things like that. So that's kind of where, where I'm at. Well, you're a ball of fire. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much with our listeners. I think I will hopefully be able to divide this into a couple episodes. So thanks again for sharing all your expertise and your big smile and, and help for our listeners. You're welcome. This interview really inspired me to look more into offering aesthetics and adding more peptides to my practice. We now offer most of the peptides that Lexi mentioned in this episode. So if you're a current patient and interested, call to schedule a peptide consult. Also, I recorded this episode months ago, and I'm happy to announce that I'm now currently enrolled in aesthetic modules to learn all about facial sculpting and contouring. I plan to be able to offer neuromodulators, fillers, PDO threads, and PRP at the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic in 2022. I'll be sure to keep you posted when we're ready to launch. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. The podcast is produced by the team at Counterweight Creative. As always, thank you so much for listening and remember, wellness is waiting.
The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.